Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another podcast of the Four Man Rush. I'm your host, Timmy Vio, here with Kevin and Will, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the Combine coming up starting Thursday, uh, stretching all the way through March 1st on Sunday. Uh, we'll get to join the rest of the world as they uh, tune into to, uh, uh, NFL Network and seeing some of the upcoming badasses that are coming out of the uh, college ranks. So we're going to continue talking about that. Um, no, last week we, t- we touched on several um, key positions, and this, this week we're going to talk a little bit more, or actually we're going to dive into the tight end position uh, some more on, on the uh, cornerback position um, and uh, dive a little little bit deeper into the uh, offensive line positions. So hang on to your hats, folks. The four-man rush podcast is about to drop some knowledge on you. So, gentlemen, do you want to start with the tight ends, offensive line, or DBs? Where should we start? Because we, we got all the knowledge you need. Just start with the tight ends, knock that out first, the yeah. boring one. Not yeah. boring because we need one, don't we? Yeah, yeah. We we long, we got a big ass yeah. hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm I've been drinking a little bit tonight. But anyway. All right, the tight ends, uh, I got four guys I really like. I'll start with um Cole Komet. Now let's start with um my guy uh, Harrison Bryant from Florida Atlantic. Uh, this guy has had a thousand yards, very productive this senior year. He kind of went under the radar, and he showed out in the senior bowl. He's 6'5", 243. Mm. You know, he's got pretty decent hands, you know, developing as a route runner, decent blocking. I mean, I'm surprised the comparisons are all over the place. I've seen Daniel Jeremiah compare him to George Kittle, which I think is a little high praise. But, you know, he's still a guy I would look for for the Panthers as potentially Greg Olson's replacement. You know, in the mid to late rounds, I think he's a little bit of a project as a blocker, but as a receiving tight end, he's got the production, he's got the size to be a mismatched weapon, line up, you know, inside or outside, and be a good addition to the offense. The other Bryant, Hunter Bryant from Washington, you know, a lot of people have him the best tight end in the draft, probably the most complete tight end of the group when it comes to blocking and receiving skill set. Um, I see him as a, you know, early second rounder, possibly. So he's another guy to look out for, probably a top 50 player. Uh, Cole Komet, Notre Dame, 6'6", 262. And I saw him play a lot in college, you know, Notre Dame games. Mm. So he kind of stood out to me when he saw his repair, when he declared for the draft as a junior. Mm. You know, again, another productive guy, good receiving weapon, high points the ball very well. Still developing a bit as a route runner. You know, he adjusted the ball pretty good. Blocking, again, still a work in process, but overall, you know, he's another good option at this position. Thaddeus Moss, the son of Randy, he um, played at LSU. I think he's probably one of the more popular guys of the group. And he's another good, I mean, he played under Joe Brady at LSU, was very productive, a key part of that LSU mm-hmm. offense. You know, they were explosive, they had weapons, they, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought they used them very well. He's got good hands, you know, good hops, high points the ball. Moss, you just like his pops. So I mean I I'd love to see I'd love to see the Panthers you know take a flyer on him in the day two or day three let him reunite with Joe Brady and be a part of this offense and lastly this kid um Bryson Hopkins out of Purdue um he very productive again he had 830 yards seven touchdowns his senior season mm. and we'll see how he tests you know at these six four two forty five you know another well rounded tight end you know can block pretty well. And has, you know, developing as a route runner and a receiver. So 
you got a little bit of everything in that group. You got the tall guys who can be those uh, mismatched weapons and those creative offenses like Cole Komet and Harrison Bryant. You know, think about how the Chiefs and are able to employ uh, Travis Kelsey and how the 49ers are able to employ um, George Kittle. You know, they line up everywhere. You know, the Patriots with Gronkowski in earlier years, the guys were just match up nightmares and create so many mismatches for your against defenses. So I think tight ends in need. I mean, Ian Thomas, you know, he'll get an opportunity, but I wouldn't mind adding one of these guys to the roster as well, you know, to get that extra wet receiving weapon on the field and threaten the defense in a number of different ways. Off next, we're going to talk about the offensive line. Kevin, you were, you were an expert at the O-line positions. What's your thoughts on um, some of the top of the prospects here? Yeah, I definitely want to jump on that um, real quickly just to piggyback off what uh, Will just said. A uh, couple of late-round picks that uh, I think we should also look out for. Uh, Kobe Parkinson, tight end out of Stanford. We're talking 6'7", 251. You know, you're talking about someone who um, can uh, measure up in the red zone and, right. and especially on um, third downs. I mean, this guy was consistently uh, clutch, had some of the better hands uh, in the Pac-12. Uh, he goes about, like I said, about six seven two fifty one. Really good guy, and another guy that I, I like. That's I saw him play some in the SEC because you know I like watching SEC football more than anybody else. Uh, his name is Cheyenne O'Grady. He a tight end from out of um, Arkansas, six four, about two fifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, with him, you know, just to you know give you some quick numbers on him, uh, he had um, <clears throat> he had thirty three catches. And uh, seven for um, for three touchdowns, but you know, majority of his catches went for either first downs or touchdowns. So he's someone that uh, I definitely just think you know, nice nice options available on on day three. So you know, I just want to throw that in there because sure. you know, you know, our fans they love talking about big bodies and size and red zone and all this other stuff. So <laughs> I just thought I'd throw those names in there <laughs> just to satisfy those that like the. The, the BBWs are tight end, you know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, yeah, but let Man. me get over to... Uh, he went there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, let me jump over here to the offensive line, um, split up a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm going to start off with the uh, offensive tackles because, you know, let our fans tell it. Well, we, we don't have any tackles worth starting. So, you know, I'm going to give you my top five of... Um, who I like and who instantly be an upgrade if, 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 if it fell right to us. Uh, guy I like the most myself, I'm going to start off from, uh, with Tristan Wurst from out of Iowa, uh, 6'5", 322 pounds. Mm. Uh, you're talking about a man's man. Uh, you're talking about someone that fits the mold for a big guy, what, you know, rules say looking for. You know, we was talking about in the pregame, uh, athletic guys with good feet. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that's a guy that definitely uh, meets that requirement. I mean, when you watch him pass block, I mean, it's like watching a thing of beauty, man. I mean, his feet are constantly moving, whether it's a quick drop, three-step, five-step, or seven-step. You, you you never see him with, with, with dead feet. Uh, and his and his hand placements, it, uh, you know, it stalls whatever initial rush that uh, his defender is trying to throw at him. Um, he's got the long arms. Uh, I mean, he's just a guy that you talk about a 10, 12 year 
type of guy that's going to be probably a Pro Bowl, All Pro caliber. Uh, he's definitely someone that you know some of our favorites at number seven is not there. Uh, he will be someone I think would would be worthy for those that's <clears throat> hollering. And cool part is he could play either side, left or right. So he definitely has that position flexibility uh, that we look for as well. Uh, number two guy, probably the most popular guy amongst the four-man rush, is uh, Makai Becton out of Louisville. Uh, again, in the pregame, you know, he was mentioned. Uh, <laughs> you know, I know I said Tristan Wolf's a man's man. Uh, this is a a Titans man right here. We're talking six seven, three hundred and seventy pounds. Ow. But don't don't let that three seventy fool you. You know, as Will stated in the pregame, you know, this this is a guy that is dunking basketballs. You know, so again, up under that under that mode of rule wanting athletic guys that that can move their feet and hands, uh, he definitely uh, fits that mode. Um, he, he pretty much is what stands about me is his power. I mean, when he gets his hands on you. It's a wrap. I, I don't care how much you finesse, how much you you're 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 going to be moved off your point. So uh, if you can't beat him, which rarely happens, to the point of attack, he's going to move you out of his way. Um, one of the things I also like about him, he's a very smart player as well. You know, so you know, don't just let him having size make you think there's not brains uh, that's included. Uh, he's a, someone that communicates great with the line. Uh, someone that's um, you know. Can, engage with a blocker, but he'll pass him off to someone else and pick up, you know, someone else that might be coming free. So he's very instinctive about making sure he protects at all costs. I've seen a couple of plays on film where he blocks two guys on a pass play. What the? You know, we're talking about somebody that, uh, yeah, so we're talking about somebody that uh, takes his pass blocking with a, with a lot of passion here, and I like that. Mm. My number three offensive tackle here for us that we talked about a lot, I know – uh, Larry was the first one to make mention this guy, uh, Andrew Thomas out of Georgia, mm. uh, 6'5", 320. Now, we're talk, probably talking about the most athletic of all the offensive tackles uh, in this draft. Uh, he is someone that would, yeah, that's that's your franchise left tackle type of player right there. Wow. I know some people are saying he would transition well to guard in the NFL because of because of his athleticism. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you left him on the island and told him you're going to be one-on-one uh, with the best pass rusher, he is someone that you're going to have a lot of confidence that uh, he'll be able to get the job done. You know, he uh, he, he works great in space. Uh, again, his um, hand-eye coordination is excellent. It's like he already can anticipate your top two or three moves. So whatever it is that you do, he's prepared to meet you and by the time you, you do figure out how to beat him, the ball's already gone, so you didn't get your job done. So he's my number three guy, again, out of the University of Georgia. Uh, if we're not able to grab a tackle with the, any one of these top three tackles who seem like going to be a first-round uh, tackles, you know, there is definitely some depth in the later rounds. Uh, a guy that I like is uh, Lucas Niang out of TCU. Uh, we're talking about another big body here, 6'7", 328. Um, he's someone that... Uh, if you're someone that watched the offensive line and enjoys someone that plays with great leverage, this is the guy right here. Um, he, he definitely has good, fluid hips. And and for those of us that you know understand what that means as an offensive lineman, wh- whatever spin move, bull rush, rip and dip, whatever you're trying to do, his hips allow him to keep the uh, defender in front of him. Uh, so he's very rarely you know caught out caught out the way. 
And, you know, with him being 6'7", he has tremendous wingspan. So he can definitely cover, you know, cover up a guy once he uh, locks up and engages him as well. Uh, uh, another solid guy with a strong football IQ. And I think the most underrated part of his game is that he is someone that can, that really takes pride in his run blocking. Like, he's the type that he, he wants his defender on the ground if it's a running play. Mm. You know, he's got that nastiness to him a little bit. You know, I like to call him Nasty Nang a little, you know what I'm saying, when I watched him on field, you know. So he's my number four guy. And uh, finally, my fifth guy that I looked at here, again, we got to go back to the University of Georgia, uh, Isaiah Wilson. Um, he's someone that played on the right side. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what they're feeding them boys in Georgia, but we're talking <laughs> six, seven, three forty. You know, so if you're talking about putting some weight on it. <laughs> yo, this is the draft. Wait on I'm it. telling you. Wow. Yeah, this <laughs> six seven three forty, you know, and he played the right side. And um Thomas was six five three twenty playing the left. So uh, you know, if 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 we're if we were ever to challenge uh Taylor Moten decide not to move on, this would be a guy that I definitely would would not mind manning the right side. Uh, for us, um, he was a guy that wasn't talked about as much as Thomas, but was nearly just as effective. Again, very athletic. Now, there is a few questions about his game um, here. Sometimes he plays with what we call heavy feet. Um, his feet do move, but they, you know, once they set, kind of take a little bit to get them back going again. So it's like if he keeps moving, he's fine. But once he stops moving, it's pretty much like dead weight, mm-hmm. you know. So if there's anything from a technique side that he needs to work on that, it's the fact that, you know, keep him 340 pounds moving, you know. But uh, outside of that, you know, you really got someone that's technically sound, uh, an instant day one starter for you on the right side at that right tackle. So, um, yeah, those are my five guys that I had at um, – Offensive tackle, Worst from I, Worst from Iowa, uh, Beckton from Louisville, Thomas from Georgia, Nang from TCU, and um, Wilson from out of Georgia as well. So two out of five are from um, them Georgia Bulldogs. Them dogs, Georgia boys. <laughs> them Georgia boys. <laughs> Go ahead, Will. Yeah, just that um, one thing that uh, uh, reminded me when you mentioned uh, Beckton was what Matt Rule looks for when he uh, scouts players. He said he doesn't draft based on position you play. He looks for athletic. He looks for traits mm. that he feels could be developed and fit his scheme. And I, when I think traits, I think 6'7", 370, can dunk a basketball, freak athleticism. I mean, who wouldn't want that left tackle protecting your franchise quarterback for the next 10 years? That's so, where I'm going. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if he... If he, gets, I mean, if he gets past the Giants, I, I can really see Beckton being a guy that's in play mm. at seven. Mm. So we'll keep an eye out on that. But now let's get to these uh, cornerbacks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Another, man, it just seems like the Panthers have so many needs this offseason. Rebuild, man. So many players we're losing. I mean, yeah, Brad yeah, Berry not expected to re-sign with the Panthers. He's going to hit yeah. free agency and go get paid somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Ross Cockrell, haven't heard anything about bringing him back yet, but Consistent with the trends of other veteran players like Bruce Irvin and uh, who's the other one that was walking? Uh, Gerald McCoy. Mm-hmm. You know, just don't get any indication that they 
intend on bringing these veterans back. So yeah. we have a lot of holes in these secondary. So I think this draft is another good opportunity to add some talent there. Starts with Jeffrey Okuda, probably the best corner prospect in a lot since what Marshawn Lattimore maybe. Um, Okuda, that six one guy, you know, long, uh, complete corner. You know, he's very silky smooth. You know, fluid hips, great ball skills, high IQ, recognizes routes very well. Um, he comes up not afraid to tackle against the run. You know, man to man cover guy. You know, gets the jam, very smart in zone coverage, knows his responsibilities, yeah. you know, makes his proper reads. Yeah. Just a complete ball hawk. I mean, I can see this guy being a top three pick. I have him probably a top five player in this entire draft. Mm. A lot of that's going to depend on um, what Detroit does. They want to go Derek Brown. They have the same needs as us. So they want to go Derek Brown and take a defensive tackle. Or if in that case, you know, Okuda may slip to seven. We may get our franchise cornerback. You know, think about the division we play in. You know, we got to beat, play these teams twice a year. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans in Tampa, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley in Atlanta, Mike Thomas in mm. New Orleans, and mm. word is they want to draft a wide receiver this year. So oh, even God. more weapons on that New Orleans squad. So having a guy like Okuda to be able to deal with our South rivals, you know, that's going to do wonders for us. So I think Okuda's definitely going to. Get play, be in play at seven. If he falls, I don't think he gets past Carolina. I think there's definitely somebody that's in place. Number two, C.J. Henderson from out of. I mean, he's got similar skill set. I don't think he's on that level of Okuda. I think he's a day one starter, though. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very fluid, good athlete, strong in press coverage. You know, sound technique, good ball skills, makes a lot of plays on the ball. Uh, not inconsistent tackler, though. I mean, I don't really. Prioritize tackling with corners like most do. You know, like Dion said, and I don't get paid to tackle. So <laughs> this is a passing league, you anyway. know. So I mean, I think just off his coverage ability, that's another guy. You know, I look forward to seeing uh, Jeff Gladney out of TCU. Another guy I think is real solid. You know, later if we don't, if we aren't able to get Okuda or Henderson in round one, you know, Gladney's a guy we might be able to get on day two. No good instincts in zone coverage. Big hitter, not afraid to, you know, hit somebody. You know, we'll see how he tests athletically. I think he's got an opportunity at this combine to rise his draft stock up a bit and maybe sneak into that late first or early second. So we'll see how that goes. Um, another guy, um, I guess Monty put us on this guy, um, Cameron Dantzler from Mississippi State. Hmm. No, he's a long corner. No, he's going to... Probably best fit. You know, he played against uh, Jamar Chase in LSU, who's probably going to be the top five prospect next year, number one receiver prospect. Mm. And Cam Densler held his own. You know, he's, again, good ball skills, long corner, physical, not afraid to come up and hit somebody. And he's just rising up draft boards recently. I think he'll be very impressive at the combine when they're able to see his feet and length. So he'll be impressed and maybe sneak into that late first, early second as well. Mm. And lastly, let's see. I might just be a homer here and call out uh, Bryce Hall out of Virginia. I'll go two. I'll go six because I like this other guy, too. I'll get two. But Bryce Hall out of Virginia. He tore his ACL, so he didn't get to finish his season. Wow. So he was projected like a top 15 pick in the preseason. But he's a big corner. Might be able to convert to safety. He's high IQ, smart guy. 
probably would fit best in a zone scheme where he can just read the routes, you know, look at the quarterback, make plays on the ball. So he's like a, I think he's like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, so that's what, you know, to see the kind of height you get there for a cornerback. So, I mean, you know, we need a guy to match up with those big receivers we got in the South. I mean, that could be a day two option depending on how his knees recovered since that ACL tear. Mm-hmm. And number six, I just couldn't leave him off because I think he's just talented as well as, you know, Christian Fulton out of LSU, you know, DBU. You know, again, very, you know, corners from LSU, they always come out technically sound. I mean, you know, they're disciplined. They make plays on the ball. You know, LSU requires them to play a lot of man coverage, leaves their guys on islands. So he does all that stuff. I think his weakness is top-end speed. He'll have to show out at the combine. I think this is a guy with a 40-yard dash is important. If he can show the kind of speed he has, maybe he can sneak into that first round or early second. So it's another guy, you know, I really like at that cornerback position. So keep an eye on these guys, you know, with the loss of James Bradbury. We're going to need one one of these guys to step in and help defend these NFC South receivers. Hey, Will, real quick, uh, two things real quick I wanted to ask you. Uh, it's funny that you uh, brought up um, uh, your boy from Virginia. Uh, I was looking on the Draft Network, and guess who his NFL style is compared to? Who, Bradbury? <laughs> Bradbury, yeah, that yeah, was <laughs> tall. What is he, 6'4", 6'3"? Like, uh, he's coming in at, uh, well, they say, well, according to them, they're saying 6'1", 200. 6'1"? Oh, he look a lot bigger. Okay. Yeah, you get the yeah, size is the same size as Bradbury. Same though. size, yeah. Very yeah. similar yeah. game. Zone corner, long, you know, mm. smart, good instincts. We'll see how he tests athletically, but I, I think that's a good comparison, actually. Mm. Yeah, and another thing, you were saying ACL, but uh, all three of that scouts saying he was a, uh, it was a, um, it wasn't an ACL, it was a, a ankle injury that limited him to six games this senior season, but again, you followed him, so I, I didn't know yeah, that, that might was... be it. I know he got hurt against the uh, Miami game it was down here, so I think, I just saw him get carted off the field. I didn't know the extent of the injury. Mm. I knew he got hurt against Miami, carted off the field, and the season was over. So, I mean, hopefully okay. he's healed, though. I mean, I think he's a solid prospect. Okay, and the other guy, the second question I want to ask you, the other cornerback at uh, Ohio State, um, I don't know if you checked him out while watching Okuda, uh, Damon Arnett. Uh, you know, I kind of stumbled across him, you know, when I was kind of just scouting around for corner. Once I found out Bradbury was likely not to change, I mean, they're, they're looking at him as a possible – uh, first, second round type of guy. They saying uh, he's the prototypical lockdown, physical, man to man type of guy. And I, I, I didn't know if you had a chance to look at him a little bit, but I was going to ask you uh, since you was checking out Okuda at Ohio State, did this guy pop out on film when you looked at him as well? Yeah, he's solid as well. I mean, you look at Ohio State corners in general, like since Marshawn Lattimore, Denzel Ward. Now you got Okuda and this guy coming out. So, I mean, they're. I mean, they had an argument themselves. They might be replacing LSU as DBU one day. But again, I mean, he's a guy. They ask their corners to play a lot of man coverage. You know, they're fluid, physical at the line of scrimmage, good ball skills. You know, they they compete. So, I mean, that's another option there. I mean, it's talk about how deep this receiver class is. I mean, we just listed off seven cornerbacks that are potentially day one, day two picks. Yep. And look, That's we didn't even, 64, so. Yeah, yeah, and we didn't even mention a local guy from Clemson, A.J. Terrell. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, he had a rough day against the, uh, Jamar Chase. Oh, dude. That's not fair to judge him off that one game. It's not. Chase was eating against oh, everybody. Oh, my but, God. 
I mean, that game going to come up in the film, I'm sure. But he had a rough day. He was a first-round pick, considered by a lot of people heading into that championship game. But, man, he just that just wasn't his nightmare. Now, I can't knock him. They had him on an island, no safety yeah. help. I mean, oh, you, you know- get beat once or twice like that, help the kid out. You know, put, exactly. Put safety, roll that safety over the top, but do a two-deep, two-shell, two-deep safety you know, Something. I guess if you play too deep against LSU, though, they just beat you underneath. I mean, yeah, they, that's the thing. there's so many ways to attack you, man. Yeah. Then you have the, yeah. That, that little running back coming out the backfield, and then you got Moss, and I mean, it is just too much. Yeah, they got his NFL comparison on the draft network as uh, Drake Kirkpatrick, the one that came out of, uh, I think it was uh, Alabama a couple years ago. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Dre not... Yes. No, not really an elite guy, but I mean, he's serviceable. How many consecutive years he's been starting for the Bengals? So. <laughs> the I mean, Bengals. get you a starter in day two, day three. That's a success. True. True. I thought he was a guy that got drafted by Miami and then they traded him to Pittsburgh. I thought that was that guy, Kirkpatrick. That's Mika Fitzpatrick, the uh, safety oh, nickel guy okay. from Alabama. Drake Kirkpatrick, okay. the corner from Alabama. Oh, okay. I got him mixed yeah, up. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah since Drake Kirkpatrick was on the old, remember when, uh, Bengals used to be good. They had um, Burfitt, Drake Kirkpatrick, mm. Pac-Man Jones, mm. all them guys on that defense. I remember that. <laughs> they were nice. Actually, that, that secondary is pretty tough, man. Yeah, they miss Marvin Lewis now. Oh, that's true. Playoff wasn't winning in the playoffs, but I bet they missed getting to the playoffs in the first place. Now they're picking number one in the draft. Playoffs? <laughs> 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 Hey, it's a, it's a small window in the NFL, folks. You, you better get it while you can. Good Lord of mercy. That's why we were building. Damn it. Well, let's see. Tight ends, corners, offensive linemen. Well, I think I think we uh we covered all we're supposed to. Well, uh, I got to get the uh, interior linemen. Oh yes, yes, the inner the inner linemen, guard centers. Please, yeah. sir. My bad. Nah, nah, you good, you good. Uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, you know, we're talking about how deep this draft is. I mean, again, this this is a position, Terry Lyman, that, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm looking at 10 or 12 guys that, that we could get day day two, day three possibly, and, and would definitely uh, fill a need. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to do like Will did. I got a six-pack for these guys because <laughs> since we're looking at both center and guard, I want to give you, you know, some options, you know, for uh, for all sides because, uh, you know, even though Trey Turner, you know, is our pro goal consummate and he's not old per se in age, but, you know, I noticed the last couple of years his body kind of taking away a few games now. So, mm. you know, I know we still own some money, but it's good to look at someone that, you know, when his contract up in a couple more years to possibly – you know, slide off in. So uh, here we go. For me, number one guy that stands out, I mean, we're, I'm going up under the, I like to call it the rule of thumb. <laughs> you know, athletes with high IQ. Yes, uh, I'm going, uh, we got to go back to the Bayou. We got to go back to LSU. Lloyd Cushenberry III. Uh, we're talking about easily, and I want to say easily the most athletic uh, center guard prospect uh, that's out here. Uh, he's someone that you want to talk about can move quick, fast, and in a hurry, and he brings power with that quickness. So not only does he get up on you fast, but he gets up on you fast and strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's someone that has excellent hands, you know, uh, very few penalties. 
uh, throughout his career. I think total, I don't think he has 10 penalties throughout his whole career at LSU. And uh, we're talking about someone that's uh, coming out as a red shirt junior. So he got him three good years in. So three years and not even 10 penalties. Yeah, I'll take that. You know, so he's someone that's uh, that definitely gets a good initial punch, uh, can pull a lot. His pulling ability, I'm going to be honest, kind of reminds me of how Ryan Khalil was when he was coming out of USC. And that was one of the reasons why we drafted him was his ability to uh, move and get to that to that next level. So whether it's a, you know, a big bulky nose tackle or a one technique shaded off to the side, uh, he's a guy that's that uses his athletic ability and his power um, to allow him to take advantage. Uh, one of the knocks on him is that he is kind of raw and he could use, you know, some refinement. But again, this is where, you know, Matt Rule said he thrives. He, if you want athletes with a high IQ, this guy right here. Uh, he will allow us to have a, a, a center for the next 10 years uh, easily. And um, also, uh, he can play some guard as well if need be. Played mostly center, but uh, has played some guard, uh, you know, in, in a pinch as well. So, uh, again, that position flexibility. So, uh, Lord Cushionberry III is my number one. Uh, my number two, again, you know, me, me and Larry talk about the trenches all the time. This is a guy he put me on to, Nick Harris, uh, offensive lineman out of um, out of uh, University of Washington, 6'1", 293. Uh, real quickly, back to Cushenberry, his metrics, 6'3", 312. Uh, so, you know, nice, big, solid body uh, with Cushenberry. But Nick Harris, uh, we're talking about someone that probably the most technique sound guy in this draft uh, he's someone that really, as a positional blocker, like getting his head on the right side and getting his hand placements, uh, he definitely knows how to work the angles of executing his block. It's, it's really like watching a magician uh, move a player out the way. He's someone that definitely uh, knows how to seal lanes. Uh, his feet, they they never get left behind. I mean, he's someone that is moving. He's you know, you, like I say, you won't you won't see him with slow feet. You'll never be catch grass going up under his feet. Mm. Um, I love the fact that when he does his pass sets, he easily slides left to right. It's, it's, there's no hesitation. There's no uh, delay with it. Is where you trying to go? He's there. Mm. Um, he's got a very he got a very strong leverage, a strong core. Uh, he's someone that sinks his hips real good. Uh, to hunker down so you may get a good initial pop or two but you're not getting too much more after that you know on, on a pass set and since he was a three-year starter uh he played like about a 60 40 um rep center at guard so six percent he was at guard 40 percent he was i mean six percent he was at center 40 percent of his reps he was at guard so again that position you know flexibility with Greg Van Roten being a, a free agent and could possibly leave for a big payday. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with the unknown, if Paradis can recover from his injuries, again, someone that could fill in that either position, uh, he definitely would be key. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's Nick Harris out of Washington. That's my number two guy. Uh, number three guy was someone that who, who contemplated coming out last year but went back. That's Tyler uh, Biades out of Wisconsin. We're talking 6'3", three, three, uh, 321. One of them good old, big old country boys up there in Wisconsin. You know, they grow them, like they grow them big bellies down there in Alabama's LSU. You know, don't, you know, Wisconsin is 
for God, the last 10, 15 years have always had those big roll grading linemen that just cheese just moves people out the way. Yeah. Uh, he's someone that um, uh, he's someone that's when I think about him, you know, BDs, you know, we're talking about someone that's technically sound. He reminds me a lot of uh, Bradbury that came out of North Carolina State last year that I believe got drafted by the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Mm. When watching him on film, he's someone that uh, reminds me of him. Again, a very smart player, someone that uh, also gets good hand and eye placement, um, someone that wasn't penalized that much as well, but he has a very strong grip. You know, he's someone that, again, when he latches on to you, uh, you're moving. You know, there's no shucking him or throwing him off because he always makes sure that he wins the leverage battle. Again, very technically sound. So um, he was someone that um, that can uh, also get to the second level pretty pretty good as well. Uh, again, taking good angles is something that seems to be uh, his calling card. Uh, if there was to be a knock on his game um, here, it would be the fact that sometimes he struggled with um, playing with too wide of a base. And, you know, sometimes if you get your feet set too wide, someone can if you if your leverage is not straight, someone can get up in your chest and push you back. You know, so that would be something that again, something that can be fixed with good good coaching. Or whatever, but um, you know that's uh, that would be my number three guy uh, is a uh, Tyler Biddies out of uh, Wisconsin. My number four guy, I would probably say, would be my is my man crush out of this draft if we was go interior lineman, and that's uh, Nitain Muti uh, out of Fresno State, six three three oh seven. What I like about him is if you like nasty spit in your face. Uh, Put your man down on the ground and make sure he eat dirt type of player. This is your guy. Uh, we're talking about someone who plays with high aggression at all times. Um, what I like about him, he's a left-sided player. Uh, he plays uh, left guard, but he can also play left tackle as well. Uh, his football IQ is also very high. Um, it was some games where he was rotating both positions and played them very well. Um, so if you're a fan of someone that plays uh, with nasty aggression and gets after it and 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 blocks into the whistle, uh, this is a guy that you'll definitely you'll definitely like. What I like about him is um, is the fact that that aggression he controls it. You know, some guys play out of control, uh, but with him, his his aggression is it's like a it's like channeling energy through a tube, and it's just gonna come out and just bam, hit you in the face. And next thing you know, you got this 320-pound guy over you telling you that you ain't shit. <laughs> you remember that scene from um, uh, from the blind side where he was blocking dude all the way down the field? <laughs> you know, he's, there's some plays where he's blocking his guy five, six, seven yards down the field on the yeah, opposite side. Good. Like, go that way, man. So, yeah, uh, uh Muti, my number four guy. He's someone that I uh, I definitely like as well. Uh, my number five guy, I got to go back up to the Pat uh, the Pat twelve from out of Oregon, a, a kid by the name of Shane Lemieux. Uh, again, reminds you of Wisconsin boys, six four, uh, three hundred sixteen pounds. Um, what I like about him, he was probably one of the better protectors of Justin Herbert, the quarterback that's getting a lot of. Uh, Hype and praise, you know, heading into the heading into the combine here. Um, 
Now, as far as athleticism, he's athletic, but he's not super athletic, but he's athletic enough to get the job done. Um, he's someone that uh, you can tell that he you can tell that he's really zoned in and focused. Like very rarely is he like caught out of position. Uh, what I what I know about him is he picks up stunts and twists very well. Like uh, you know, you very rarely will you know he get caught off guard. Like if he see the man in front of him go one direction, he'll check him, but his head is on a swivel looking for that other guy to come the other direction. So he's someone that that studies uh, a lot of film on you know on stunts and twists, and he picks them up very effectively. Uh, but he's someone that uh, plays with a very good discipline as well. Again, not a lot of penalties. Uh, I believe. Uh, let me take a look here. As a senior, he had only nine penalties in as in his four years. So you know, wow. someone that plays with discipline. Wow. You know that's that's. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah, that's set. Now, I will say if there's anything he needs to work on is uh, becoming a little bit more better pass blocker. He's decent, but run blocking is is is, is his bread and butter. Uh, but he can definitely uh, use some work on his um, on his pass blocking as far as keeping his feet moving. You know, with linemen, that's that's so important to keep your feet moving. You know, it's you know you can have leverage, you can have good hand placement, but if your feet are not moving. You know, with the speed and athletic these defensive linemen and bro, it's a wrap. You know, you'll you'll have a smaller guy beating you every time if you got dead feet. So uh, that's something to look at. So he's my uh, he's my number five guy, uh, Shane Lemieux out of Oregon. And uh, lastly, number six. I mean, wow, we got to go back to that school back in Georgia. Uh, another guy who put us on to Solomon Kinley. Uh, <laughs> You're going to love these numbers, Tim. Uh-oh. 6'4", 336. Woo! I mean, <laughs> Anchor. you're talking about a homegrown belly? Like, bruh. <laughs> Man, he's someone that... Um, Buddha, Buddha. Him and Andrew Thomas was on the... Uh, uh, played on the same side. And um, let's just say... If you slide up against him, you, you, you was in for a long day. I'm, I'm trying to tell you, he was, he's someone that his initial pop is what stands out when he's blocking. Not only is he firing off low, mm. but his hand is just like neutralizing and it's making his defender react. And while the defender is reacting, he's moving him out the way. So it's almost like he hits him with, with, a, with a type of force that kind of throws them off, but allows him to take advantage. So he's someone that I, I definitely, um, I definitely like about him. Uh, again, plays hard, plays the whistle, got some nasty to him um, as well. Uh, he could be a little bit better with his side-to-side movement. You know, a guy that size doesn't exactly move that quick usually. Uh, you know, not everybody's a um, a Beckton <laughs> and, you know, can dunk a ball or whatever. But uh, right. but um, he's someone that um, held us on. If you remember the top three pick last year, Quentin Williams, from um, out of Alabama, when uh, Georgia played Alabama um, in the uh, championship, um, in the SEC championship game, when um, uh, when they uh, played him, he was left one on one with Quentin Williams and held his own. So that's pretty impressive. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, so those are my six guys in the interior that I think that uh, are going to make impact plays. I, I can see most of these guys. Uh, 
being day one starters. A couple of them could challenge, would be great guys to develop. Uh, but overall, man, this draft, as far as interior linemen goes, and even, you know, tackles, you know, we're ever going to invest in an offensive line, this would be the draft, uh, the draft to do so. Great breakdown, Kev. Yeah, man. There's there's some there's some studs on our old line, bro. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I don't know how Georgia didn't put up more points with that that type of old lineman up, up in front of him, man. That I mean, God almighty, bro. Jesus. That offensive coordinator was terrible. They not yeah. creative. I mean, he abandoned the run at the worst time. Yeah. They blew so many games down the stretch from bad play calling. Mm. Frustrating to watch. Mm. They got a lot of good players coming out too. When a quarterback Fromm's gonna be a get drafted. DeAndre Swift's the best running back, but offensive line one of the best in the country. They just yes. coaching. There you go, folks. There you go. This, this, this is why you don't play games when you bring a coach in. Coach Rule. <laughs> Stay tuned, Panther fans. Stay tuned. Oh, man. So, now that we've given you all the information about the uh, upcoming upcoming uh, combine, make sure you check it out Thursday through Sunday. Um, hopefully, you'll take these notes from, the past, uh, from this podcast and the previous podcast. Um, and you know, compare notes, man. See what see what you see what you see, and uh, give us some some idea of you know how it panned out. We always love to hear from you guys, anyway. So you know, feel free to communicate. Uh, yeah. Now next week, whoo, it's gonna be interesting. We're gonna have all the information in. Well, except for Cam, we have all the information in. We've 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 had a uh, you know chance to break down all the um, all the the, the uh, the the news and you know the uh, uh, how, how many new drills you said sixteen new drills, Kev was it sixteen? Yeah, it's uh yeah sixteen new drills that's uh gonna be done at the combine. Um, and I didn't read through all of them because I was busy at work. But um, uh, Will was touching on you know some of the new additional drills. If you want to share some of that with them, Will. Yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, I know. For I was just following the quarterbacks. They're not gonna. You know, they should have doing, you know, they do the slant routes, the deep outs, the nine routes. They're going to have to try to do red zone back shoulder fades, and that's becoming such a, you know, popular play in the end zones. We're going to see, you know, in other skills, quarterbacks got to show and prove. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be interesting. I think um, I really want to see Jalen Hurts put on a show this week. I just hate the questions he's getting from the uh, press about playing running back wide receiver and all of that. <laughs> That drives me nuts, man. Yeah. The kid, the kid was good enough to be to be you know a full scholarship, full ride scholarship to two, not one, but two of the top programs in the country. The kid can obviously play quarterback. Quit playing games, folks. God Almighty, let the boy play, man. You see these quarterbacks on these teams right now. Stop. He should. He could probably. Mm, well. <laughs> That's a couple of things I think. You can probably go ahead and just go ahead and just walk on the team right now and just go ahead and just start. But anyway. Man, I say it right now. He would have started for the Panthers last year. There you go. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> don't be a homer, folks. You know darn good and well. Jalen could just go ahead and just take that position right now. I mean, imagine him and CMC in the backfield. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, with this old line, I wouldn't I, I would, I would, I don't know. I don't know. He probably got killed. Anyway, any part, any more uh, parting shots, 
fellas? Any uh, we good? Yeah, I was want one thing to say. You know, Panther Nation been on the edge all off season. Uh-oh. So I got to realize your quarterback, Cam, he's not healthy right now. Mm. There's a lot of speculation going on. I try to avoid it, consider all scenarios. I mean, mm-hmm. nothing can really happen until he gets healthy. And I think with the news released today, that's not going to be until June, July, and possibly August. So we're intentionally avoiding that topic on our podcast because I don't think there's any real news. I think... Everyone's trying to be first to get a story out, but, you know, I don't care if it's positive or negative. It's not really news until he's healthy and we decide what we want to do from there. So I just think just enjoy these combines, watch the XFL, play some golf or something, you know, find out about Cam soon enough. But right now, just fall back, man. Let the guy rehab, get healthy, get motivated, you know, find that new love for football and he'll be ready to go in September when it matters. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one, man. Just slow your roll, folks. <laughs> we got a long way to go. He has a long way to go. You know, let's, there's still contract negotiations going on. You know, he's on IR. That he's not going anywhere right now, folks. Just, just chill. Just chill. Who knows? Yeah, you know. and another thing is, you know, when you when when y'all see these articles, like the media knows anything with Cam Newton is going to get read and clicked. Yeah. So. You know, one thing I would tell people to do is consider the source where you see some of these ads, exactly. these articles coming from. Exactly. Uh, I'm seeing people posting it like it's the gospel truth. You know, like, for example, this one called Yard Barker. You know, that's ran by a guy that's a 49ers fan living in California. I haven't spoken with anybody in the Panthers organization, but have been putting out numerous Cam Newton articles. And people are taking this gospel truth because why is on the Internet? So it must be true. Yeah, it must be true. You know, you know, the, you know, what they do is they allow their fans to write their articles and they choose the best ones and post them. Mm-hmm. So fans, not not media, not people with press credentials that's you know, and you know, you fans are just out there posting it and getting yourself all in a tizzy whether you're with Cam or against Cam. You know, just 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 take a deep breath and relax. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one thing, another thing at the presser that Rule said. He said, I don't think it'll take that long, but, you know, I don't care if Cam Newton's not ready, as long as he's ready by September. So I think the fact that Matt Rule is, you know, seems to be anticipating that whatever it takes to get Cam healthy is worth waiting for. And, you know, and if we can, if the coach can be that patient, maybe we should take a page out and then be that patient. And like I say, you know, find something else to do with all this energy. You know, this. There's several other holes, there's several other issues with this team that need to be addressed, I think, with a higher sense of urgency than quarterback. Because if you got a healthy quarterback, but none of these other problems are fixed, then, you know, you're going to get the same, if not worse, results. Yep. Well said, man. Chill out, fans. It's going to be all right. Eyes open, ears open, mouth closed. Now, I'm sure. <laughs> Ah <laughs> oh, man, man, yeah. Just be on the lookout, folks. It'll it'll come to you soon enough. Otherwise, just enjoy the combine and enjoy your life at this point. And of course, enjoy this podcast. You know, this is the forty seventh, forty seventh podcast. We're coming up on that fifty. Coming up on that fifty, and we appreciate you guys listening to us, man. It's gonna um, it's gonna be a good thing to come, definitely. So. 
Um, once again, thanks thanks to kind folks for checking out the uh, Four Man Rush podcast. Um, whether you're listening to this podcast in the morning, afternoon, or evening, we are sure as hell glad that you're listening and checking us out. Be sure to run on over to our uh, website, www.the4manrush.com. That is the4manrush.com. We've got wonderful articles. None of that BS fluff that's floating around out there. This is straight up Panther news from some of the best sources that you can find that's not actually in the Panther organization. You know, we, we have we have connections in, in, in the organization, but we're not going to say anything about that. Um, but that's, that's why you don't see a lot of bullshit coming from us. Uh, we don't we don't we don't have to dig it. But yeah, thanks, guys. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Check out our, our social media platforms, too, by the way. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Um, you can find some great information there. Uh, TikTok got a couple of videos popping up there. We're going to be going, you know, balls to the wall. Excuse my phrase. Um, on TikTok, when we get some more um, more content to put out there in terms of, you know, uh, player personnel practices, all that cool stuff. So but anyway, um, but yeah, thanks, guys. Hope you guys have a good one. Take care of yourself. Take care of those around you. And as always, keep pounding. Where? Hey, uh, Marty doing an interview this week, too. Hernie? <laughs> <laughs>